Welcome to Geek Fights. I'm Mike Ortiz, and we've got another bonus episode for you today. This time up in honor of our upcoming epic two-year anniversary best Star Trek movie episode. We're going back to the very first episode of Geek Fights, uh, one no one has never heard. Uh, it is also best Star Trek movie, though it's technically best and worst original Star Trek movie. This one features myself, Damon Shaw, Michael Felsher, Brian Townsend, and Pete Lucas. This was uh, our first uh, real attempt at an episode. We had actually just attempted recording uh, prior to this, but this time we actually had intended to release it as an episode. Um, but we didn't have our bracket format yet. It was just sort of a loose, raw discussion, and uh, it didn't really work out very well. So we decided not to release it. We rethought how we were going to do the show and came up with the show that everyone knows now. Uh, we've talked about this and uh, and the episode where we just sort of ramble for a while. Uh, we, we did a discussion in that one, too, and that'll be released after our two-year anniversary. Um, but this was really uh, what I like to consider our episode zero. Um, no one's ever heard it before, uh, even the participants. And uh, we decided that, uh, along with this bonus material, we're giving you, uh, in honor of our upcoming two-year anniversary that we will let you hear the Geek Fight show that could have been uh, and probably would not have made it to two years. So uh, here you go. This is the uh, original. This is the full Skype recording. This one hasn't been edited. The uh, full Skype recording of the very first attempt at a, at a Geek Fight with best and worst original Star Trek movie. Hello. Yep. Alrighty. Well, we're still waiting on Michael. Oh, Our okay. usual. <laughs> the fuck? Hello? Okay. Alrighty. Hello. Alright, so, uh, are we ready to begin? Yep, yep. always. Alrighty. Um,. Hello and welcome to Geek Fights. Where's the music? Are we going to play that <laughs> initially or are we going to put that in post? You want to play it now, play it now. It's We're recording. Oh, okay. So, uh, Damon, do you want to do the intro? Uh, I don't care. Either you, way. You do the intro. All right. Michael? Welcome to Geek Fights. I'm Damon Shaw. With me today is Mr. Michael Ortiz, par usual. Hello, everybody. And Mr. Michael Felsher. What's up? And, uh, well, new to our, what, second podcast? Ryan. Our what first real podcast. Yes, we wow. cannot speak of the other one. I've forgotten your last name for the moment. I'm still considering this an episode zero because we don't know if this is going to work yet. Oh, yeah, oh. it's still episode zero. Yeah, so, so anyone last... who's listening right now is totally confused as to what the hell's going on. Yeah. So <laughs> well, you you so think someone's listening right now? Can... No, not really. <laughs> Brian Townsend, see? I yeah, know your we'll last name. Do we want to start <laughs> over? That kind of sucked. No, that's perfect. This is yeah. us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This, yeah, we this is what we are. Suck. That's oh, okay, and, we can uh, edit things still. Yeah. Uh, fuck, cunt, shit, Asshole, bitch, cunt. You said that. Uh, 
Uh, just, just in case you didn't know, this was going to be an explicit podcast. I guess I should have warned you before I started cussing, huh? <laughs> Too late. Uh, Today's wah, wah, episode wah. is going to be the best and worst of the original series Star Trek movies. Uh, each of us has a differing opinion. What, what the hell is that? Oh, it's Star Trek music. That's Sorry. copyright violation. That's what that is. Oh, nice. So let's clap it up. Let's hope we'll get to that point. <laughs> that's somebody trying to get blood out of a stone. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, let's Maybe see. Uh, let's go. Let's go around the uh, proverbial table and find out uh, what everybody likes. Let's go with uh, Mike. I uh, I think uh, the the best would be Star Trek Six, and the worst would be Star Trek the Motion Picture. Okay. Uh, Brian? I think the best would be Star Trek 2, best Trek ever. I think the worst would probably be Star Trek 3, which sucked. All right, and me, personally, I believe Star Trek 5 is the best Star Trek ever. And Star Trek 4 is the worst. And, uh, Michael? Um, my choice would be Star Trek 2, Wrath of Khan for the best. And Star Trek Three, we happen to stumble into Spock as the worst. It's pretty so, awful. Both you and Brian agree that Three is the worst and Two is the best. Uh, why? Yeah, I'm not. What, I'm what not sure if I'm comfortable with that, really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, Mike, since Brian. you're all street and down sup, I we have a lot more in common than we might normally have. Well, well, he I'm is trying to, to move back with so much. <laughs> but seriously, what 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 do you like best about Star Trek Two? Why do you think it's number one? Uh, Michael, would you like to go, or would you like me? I would like it if you would go first, please. Certainly. Uh, in terms of Star Trek Two, Star Trek Two represents for me what Star Trek is at its best. It's Kirk and Spock and Bones being Kirk and Spock and Bones, not being all staring at the big special effects out the window. No, it's um, them drinking and fighting and cussing at somebody and being tricky and sneaky. That's what Star Trek is. It's that original five-year mission. You know, all this other stuff that other people like has been laid on top of that, but the very core is Kirk and Spock and Bones. It's a good story, an excellent performance, by everybody, including Ricardo Montalban and his fake chest muscles. Um, fake. <laughs> um, you know, it's just it's just fun. It's just a fun movie. Lots of explosions, with a little bit of a message layered in on top of that. That I mean, that's what Star Trek is, or at least that's what I should be, in my humble opinion. Okay. Um, as for number Michael. three, oh, okay. No, no, we're not gonna go with that yet. Well, let's, okay. let's see. Uh, any differing opinions there, Michael, on why you think two is the best? No, I would tend to agree with pretty much everything Brian said. I think what when he made Star Trek two, ironically, I think the reason Star Trek two is as good as it is, is because of the reaction that the first one generated. Uh, the first movie was not what people wanted out of a Star Trek movie, so they really went back and thankfully hired someone like Nicholas Meyer, who was not 
a fan of Star Trek, really. He hadn't really been a big watcher of the show, and they got people in there who just really broke it down as to what made it work. And, you know, a bunch of uh, sort of nondescript people in bland costumes staring out the window at a bunch of space goo was not necessarily the most exciting way to, to do a film. And they figured out it really comes down to the characters, the human conflict between the characters. And if you don't have that, then all the special effects in the world don't really matter. And they, they just figured out that core group of people, how to make that work. And then with Ricardo Montalban, who's still the best villain in Star Trek history, you had a personal connection yeah. to them, as well as a grand, oversized theatrical villain who just lived and breathed hate and revenge. There was nothing that was ever going to talk this guy out of it. I mean, he's literally, to his last last breath, okay. spitting hate and fire at his villains. I mean, he loves okay, it. So... I, I think it was, it's just... It was, also, you gotta, you, also Go you gotta. Also, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta love any Star Trek vehicle that directly equates William Shatner with a great white whale. Yeah, <laughs> he was. Yeah. But he was. okay, Michael, why do you hate three? Why do you think it's the worst? Well, hate's a strong. I I want to say first of all, I don't hate any of the original crew member movies at all. Um, okay. I watched one was another one I didn't care for very much in retrospect because I thought they missed the point. Uh, five's got its problems, although I still love five. Three pisses me off in, in a number of ways because with all the great moments that happen in that, and there are some fantastic, important moments that happen in three, the whole movie is such a misconception. From the moment you sit down the theater, you know, the whole point of this movie is to five fine the whole movie just oh, kind of meanders around no doesn't deal. really do much of anything <laughs> because we've and got it, Brian. Someone, Brian, please, please. Has the word I can still hear him has unbelievable lapses of logic I can hear him guys what did we lose Hello. Brian too no I'm here we didn't lose anybody out for a second. oh yeah everybody went out oh, online I'm, for a second am I... no I heard Michael the whole time oh. okay do you need that me to restart weird. No, no. If, if Mike, well, if me... Mike heard you, yeah, but that means well, all I this mean, got recorded. In terms of um, just to do a, a slow pause and pick up, and I'll edit this in. I'll just go back onto what okay. edit it right back on. So kind of pick up what you were saying. Okay. In Star Trek Three, I find it ironic that with the word Spock in the title, it's got to be the most illogical of all the films because no one. I never understood what the point of it was. It's like they needed to get to Spock, so let's get there in the most roundabout, nonsensical way we possibly can. They force all the characters to do things that they would never normally do. They have to contrive so much. And wait, like, the like, basic point wait, is, wait. I, like they would never normally do? Like what? I could see Kirk easily well, stealing of, the Enterprise to go find Scott, Spock. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about okay. is... The whole point of the movie is that they're going to, you know, McCoy has Spock's brain in his brain, his Katra or whatever the hell it is. So they got to go, yeah. they got to go get that out of him, right? Uh, right. At what point, here's a quick, I have a quick, what point did Kirk know that Spock's body was still lying intact back on Genesis? He didn't know. Uh, he had no fucking idea. He, no, he so didn't. So why were no, they even but... going back there? They, they went back because uh, Vulcan tradition states that his body be returned home. And that's what he went back for. Yeah, he just but went they back didn't for the even body. know. 
they did. They did. They no, didn't they know for sure, but he that. had. They could have just taken McCoy back. They could have. No, 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 no. No, I'm it's sorry. Not the co- no, no, not no. The Wait, time. No. No, not the Katra part. The it's Katra like uh, it's not. It has nothing to do with the Katra. It has everything to do with Vulcan's vision and no his body being Vulcan. Vulcan. Okay, so he's gonna go up against. He's gonna go up against Federation law and rule, and he's because go it's Kirk and it's just... his best friend, and he had to try. He had to try. But he, he doesn't didn't... try. Okay, look. He didn't know. You're right. He didn't know one way or the other. But it's Kirk. He had to try. If he doesn't try, he's not Kirk. But I don't. Okay, this but, doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah, you know, <laughs> there's a lot of not making sense things going on in the movie. There's also, you know, when you look at them, see them directly one after each other, it's like there's like a 30% drop in production values. Um, oh, yeah. two and three? Yeah. Not oh, my quite. God. No, Give man. Give me a two break. Is, two two is, is glossy and shiny, and everything looks like really cool, and in three... You know, yeah, and two, they, they just reused whatever they could from the first movie. But they yeah. got real cool outfits. <laughs> so because they got cool outfits, come they on, have the same man. outfits in, the, in three. I'm t- I'm telling you, if you look at it, look at it. You know, things like depth of field and focus. The sets look better in two than they do in three. The actors actually look better. The lighting looks better. But Lots of stuff in two be- just looks better. That it's might be because it's Nimoy. Nimoy's first film direction, this is his first film, directing a film, major motion. And that might be because Nicholas Meyer is a thousand times better than Nimoy directing. That, that might be all it is right there. Well, but that would be... I, I, I don't agree that, that there's any any significant drop in production value. I thought 2 looked pretty no. cheap. Um, oh, it, no, it's, poor, it's poor budget showed... I mean, it showed it had it had a lousy budget, and, and they did a great job with it. But you know, fact, they that made a ton of money, and they rolled more money into three. Yeah, yeah, but it, it doesn't show up. Not as far as I'm concerned. No, it doesn't because Spock or Leonard Nimoy didn't know how to make it show up. He didn't right. have that kind of skill. Right, and, so I'm, it, and yeah. What? Also, you know, I was I you know I'm one of these people who's very annoyed by the by the change in Savix. You know, it's like uh Kirstie Alley and now it's this curly haired chick who I haven't seen since. Huh? Robin, uh, Robin Curtis, Curtis, is that her name? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Robin Curtis. Um Johnny yeah. Slash as the son, very distracting. I was like, whoa, Johnny Slash. Um <laughs> what else? Uh, I'm you know a lot of the production values, I'm going to hit on that again, things looked even more like sets than they do in the original series. And that was very kind of distracting for me. Oh, yeah, and 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 Reverend Jim as the Klingon commander, right there. <laughs> uh, Chris so, Roy gives an excellent performance in three. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 you, I think you are completely, completely wrong on that. That I thought, I mean, Christopher Lloyd basically defines the modern Klingon. He's the first time it really ever shows up. Oh my god. No, he actually does. Go back and look. Next Generation after that, the Klingons all act like he does. From Next Generation on. If he does that performance, then Klingons don't act like that. Klingons so in the original for- show were not 
noble warriors. They were basically weaselly savages. And in the first movie, that you got absolutely nothing but the, but the bumpy heads. I think uh, I think he definitely is the uh, the definition of the modern, not the best modern Klingon performance, but certainly he's the one that sets the tone. Yeah, well, so right. then we know who to blame then. So you don't like the modern Klingons? Not a whole lot. Wow. I mean, there 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 are there are exceptions. I thought Worf was pretty cool, um, but I don't think that a lot of the other people who played Klingons in the series. Did a good as job as uh, Michael Dorn as, as playing War. I mean, they were just sort of like, "What are War Klingons supposed to do?" Okay, I will choose scenery. Gowron yep. was great; he was good. But Klingons have been kind of hit and miss for me, and I'm sorry, I, Christopher Lloyd just was not. He's just no, not no, not happening for me. Wow. You know, to each his own. What about John Larroquette? He was more like War. I don't even remember John Lorquette as a Klingon. He, he's the uh, second in command. Yeah. Maltz. I don't remember his character name. <laughs> yeah. Had uh, two uh, two uh, sitcom actors as their Klingons. Yeah. Uh, well, there you go. There you go. Yeah, yeah you know what? I just, I just never felt menaced by them. I, you know, I thought they kind of looked okay. I thought, you know, whatever. But Klingons are supposed to be these scary guys who come out of space at you. And they just, no, I, no, no. I was, okay. I was at no time what is I concerned for anybody, you know, getting their ass beat by, by Reverend Jim. Okay. Um, Michael, have we lost you again? No, I'm right here. Okay, I'm just making sure because <laughs> haven't heard you in quite a while. Agreeing or disagreeing, which is odd. You're usually a very talkative uh-huh. person. <laughs> yes. Are you watching porn? <laughs> no. Who's not? <laughs> oh, really? You're not watching porn? Get some porn. Oh, oh you know what? Uh, I, I do have to give it to all of you. Uh, wait, they didn't sound like <laughs> we're talking about porn. I, I got a uh, Batman Triple X. It's actually quite funny. Oh, Sorry. awesome! I'm switching subjects for just a second. So you guys hate those, Mike? You think number six is the best? Yes. Anybody can disagree with. But uh, you think one is the worst? Yes. Why? Um. While I agree with a lot of what Michael and. Uh, and Brian said about three. I don't certainly don't think it's one of the strongest, but it had a lot of, to me, really good strong character moments in it, and that is entirely what was missing out of one. <clears throat> and now, I mean, I like all of the movies, and I do like the the first Star Trek movie, but it is you know the the weakest in terms of the story and I think the weakest in terms of really just that relationship between the characters that's where but, I think it existed the least out of all the movies and that to me made it feel a lot less like Star Trek um, but you know what uh, a lot of the hardcore fans at least this is what I would hear 
uh, say that Star Trek One, the motion picture, is the most like actual Star Trek of any of the Star Trek movies because it isn't about a big space battle. It's about going out there finding the unknown. Well, but uh, that's that is an aspect of Star Trek, right? And that's not and, that's, and, never and a Kirk and Spock aspect of for Star them. Trek. Yeah, my, for me, the the relationship of those characters is more important to me than than that. If you define Star Trek as that, <clears throat> you know, seek out new life and civilizations, great. But I mean, honestly, you're not really you're not really watching the the same show as everybody else. <laughs> um, because it was there was a lot more action in it not that I think that you know the a- action is what defines it but certainly that that excitement level was there there is a lot more a lot more of what the strength of the show is turns out to me to be the not just I think the relationship between Kirk, Spock and McCoy but between Shatner, Nimoy and Kelly I mean I think there's a, spe- a specific unique chemistry between those three mm-hmm. um, and through the entire cast, but those three in particular that I didn't feel in the first Star Trek movie. And I think part of that movie was even about that was about the fact that at the beginning of the movie, these guys were not the people that that we connected to on the show. And I think the movie partially was about getting them there, Spock, embracing emotions, Kirk um, kind of you know, basically condemned to a desk job, he was no longer able to be Kirk, and this was his chance at grabbing that. You know, McCoy basically being done with everything and being drawn back in. I think that was all part of the story, but I think they never actually moved them to the spot where I think they were shooting for. And I think part of it's because the movie was very very uh, brainy, very intellectual. Again, I, I like the movie a great deal. I just don't think that it is... It is as Star Trek as visceral as um, I, I want from Star Trek. And I, I mean, I want it to be intelligent as well, but I think it went too far. To me, it seemed like it went too far trying to define itself as something other than Star Wars, right? Um, right. Which I don't think, I don't think it needed to, other than to just not be Star Wars. I think Star Trek, in its in its early form, was you know enough apart from Star Wars that they didn't need to push it any farther. Yeah, um, but uh, with the uh, new movie, the 2009 Star Trek movie, lots and lots and lots of people compare it to Star Wars, saying it's way too much like Star Wars. So well, maybe they people did are wrong. Um, I'm not saying they're right. But... Oh yeah, I mean that's 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 very true. It is a lot more like Star Wars, and it is a lot more successful, and um, <laughs> I think a lot more fun. Yeah, now, it's also a lot more like classic Star Trek. Um, Bones is getting drunk. Spock is being ridiculously logical. Kirk is fucking green bitches. That's what Star Trek is. Uh, Kirk never, he never banged a green bitch in the original series. Well, no, he, okay, maybe not green on screen. Was the only color, color broad he didn't fuck in the original series. Right. That was Pike. Pike banged a green chick. I'm sure Kirk, Kirk banged a green one too. Yeah, he did yeah, it off camera. He did it yeah. off camera. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't think they were just chicks either. Good point. <laughs> Kirk did. I think there are some alien genders that are just not uniquely male. He still would have given it a shot if it was kind of hot. Oh, shit. He was fucking Spock. No, Spock only did it every seven years. Well, that doesn't mean he didn't. He only did it every seven years. Doesn't mean he wasn't taking it on a more regular basis. Are we writing slash fiction now? (laughs) Is this what it turned into? 
Well, you know, we we need to explore all aspects of the topic. You know, we're, so we're doing I, and I I would analysis, bet though, much like Kirk did to Spock's ass, that if we're going to include Slash, that might to me bump two up, because I'm sure there's a lot of great Kirk Con Slash out there. Yeah, oh, there yeah. probably is. Oh but, yeah. All right, I guess we we can get to me and. <laughs> Five and four. Uh, I'm not going to talk about why I think five is the best because it's just me. I love five. I love the fact that people hate five with a passion. But five has some of the best Star Trek moments in all of Star Trek. Uh, Watching McCoy kill his father. That's a a hardcore moment. Spock crying as as a child. And uh, Sarek, he's so human. And, you know, and then the Kirk, you know, where, that's my pain. That's my pain. I need my pain. I need it to be me. I love that whole thing. And, yes, some of it is ridiculous, but I blame the ridiculousness on Star Trek Four. Star Trek Four is the one that, yeah, is a fun romp, but it's not Star Trek to me. I'm sorry. It's not. Yeah, it's got Kirk, Spock, and McCoy, and that. Yeah, they're in 1986, but it just doesn't feel like Star Trek. And they don't try hard to be funny. They are funny. It's actually a yeah. comedy. Star Trek yeah. 4 is a comedy, and Star Trek should never be a comedy. It should have funny moments, but it should never be a funny movie, and, which is what happened with Star Trek 5. Star Trek well, 5, you know, they tried I, to make a comedy. Well, you know what? I, I kind of I agree with you in my, in my spectrum of, of Star Trek movies. 3 is the worst. 1, one is after that, but 4 is – actually 4 and 1 – are kind of, kind of, kind of uh, battling back and forth for the penultimate place. One because it is so sterile and it doesn't have all you know that that Star Trek connection. Four because you know it's just it is kind of, kind of. Hey, let's go for another yak yak laugh. Nuclear vessels, wah 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 wah. Exactly, nuclear vessels. Uh, McCoy, Please. it's this is barbarians, barbarians is going through the hospital. That Boy, hospital music. Oh my god. Don't forget where we parked the car. Hello, uh, computer. Oh, okay, I get it. Everybody's funny. Right, exactly. Except for Ahura. She's not funny at all. No, Nobody well, you know, because she has some dignity. And a short No, strip. she didn't. She had dignity until Star Trek V. Yeah, well. <laughs> that damn, that fan dance. Oh, sorry. They should have done that scene 20 years earlier. And, and, More and, with, uh... Um, the new Uhura. New Uhura. She would have been like 10, maybe. No, I mean in the new movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, doing the fan dance there would have been fine, but yeah. she was walking yeah, around she... in brawling panties in that movie. Yeah, you, do, you, do, you just want to see Zoe Zaldana naked. That's not to be Who naked. doesn't? Michael? I do. <laughs> <laughs> then all parties are heard from. Yes, I think we all agree that we want to see Zoe Saldana naked. I, uh, and you know, what, you know what's funny? I was looking at the uh, gross, worldwide gross, and the highest grossing of the original series films is actually the motion picture. It's the one that did the best overseas. Mm-hmm. Uh, it did $139 million. Uh, Star yeah, Trek but... IV uh, did $133 million. That's what they grossed. Yeah, but so you was, know what? We could have a whole nother show about how how ridiculous uh, European science fiction is. 
while I love some of it, we're talking about, you know, the, the, the film culture that produced both Flash Gordon and Zardoz. Okay. Point taken. What's wrong with Flash wow. Gordon or Zardoz? You know what? I'm still trying to get the image of uh, Sean Connery running around in a leather jerkin and thigh boots out of my head. Well, maybe that's the problem. Maybe you just need to embrace that image and realize that Connery was a sexy man. I can't can't avoid it. It's right there. It's all over the screen. Jesus Christ, put some pants on if you're going to be living in a post-apocalyptic nightmare today, Sean. Uh-oh. Now, see, uh, there's, no. I'm, I'm sure there are plenty of post-apocalyptic nightmare scenarios that would not require plant, pants. Okay. I'm just saying, uh, he let's, may let's, have been properly attired for that. Um, While we're on this subject of not Sean Connery, of Star Trek, of these first six, what's your favorite moment out of all six movies? What's your number one, the, the best moment of these six movies? Anybody. Best moment? Your, be, your, your like absolute favorite moment. I don't like to lose. Never liked it. Don't like to That's lose. That's a great okay. moment. Yeah, that might be it. I don't like to lose. But, you know, part, you know, or after... Spock's death. Spock's, Spock's death, death is pretty, pretty hardcore. Michael, do you have an opinion? Yeah. What's your favorite moment? <laughs> oh. I would say, uh, well, ironically... It's in Star Trek Three. <laughs> uh, I, I know what Kirk's moment you mean. To, no, I, I say it's Kirk's reaction to the death of his son. That he's is that's pretty hard. Yeah, clean up bastard. You killed kill my son. And that's, that's the type of thing that makes me put three above one. Is one doesn't have any well, that's the thing that emotional moments for three, me. Because, with all the great moments that are in three, it's just uh, it just it's counterbalanced by such ridiculous bullshit, and I just I, that's the thing that kills me with that movie to this day. And the yeah. fact that once the the Genesis planet, once the Genesis planet blows up, the fucking movie is over. I mean, seriously, yeah. it's the most ponderous last fifteen minutes. It's just like, okay, will you please just download Spock back into his body so we can get the fuck out of here? But it takes fucking forever. I mean, yeah. So you there, you complain about that, the and the, and yet you put Star Trek the motion picture uh, above it. The fifteen minutes, yeah, because of watching because imagine that fifteen space. minutes amplified into two what two hours and fifteen minutes. <laughs> it, look, at least Star Trek the motion picture had the nerve to be that way the entire way through. Oh it god, gave you no yeah, hope. Yeah, and 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 and, and and it looked better. It looked better. That that montage that 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 Michael's talking about, it is absolutely the. I agree. It is absolutely one of the most painful things I have ever watched. It's them looking at each other, them looking at Spock, then looking at each other again, then look over at the ship with the name the Bounty on it. Then it's back looking at Spock. Then it's them looking at them, and then just oh. And then you got Dame. And then you got yeah. Not to mention the fact you got Dame Judith Anderson standing there with her hand over each of their faces, and I swear to God. She fell asleep, and they just didn't bother to stop rolling the camera because she's not doing anything. And I remember when I saw this movie, I saw this movie quite a few times when it came out in the theaters in 84. After a while, I'd see and watch the movie, and as soon as Genesis would blow up, I'd leave. 
I would just say, <laughs> well, movie's over, Spock comes back to life, fuck it. And I would just leave. And I'd save myself a whole extra half hour of the day so I could go out and do something interesting. Um, it was just, the movie is so lopsided and it just, for, again, it, it's maddening for all the major events that happen in that movie that doesn't feel more substantial to me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I, mean I, I think that that, that that movie is maybe another director or a little production values away from being one of the top movies, but the it's it's one of those. See, it's I don't one blame. Of those I don't blame Nimoy. I, I don't blame Nimoy for that. I the script is is really the big problem with that movie. It was a it was a situation where they said we got to get from A to B in the quickest and simplest way possible. That okay, well let's just do that. No one went back through and went. Does this make a lick of sense that? The Genesis planet is the most uh, contested section of the entire universe, and we send one unarmed sign ship out there all by itself <laughs> to guard it, and then they get blown up, and everyone has to the nerve fair, to act surprised. To be fair, though, um, in Star Trek II, the the space station where they're developing this most incredibly you know powerful weapon ever doesn't have any ships protecting it. Yeah. yeah, but not everyone knew about it. It wasn't supposed to be a weapon, it's just that it was weaponized. So, so that so you would not Yeah, but I mean, as soon as McCoy saw the tape, he went, Oh my god, this is the most destructive thing ever. He yeah, was the first no person to figure it. that see, out. The the, yeah, the, see, the admirals the at Starfleet that okayed the project knew. And you're not but gonna see, put no a military escort. No, it wasn't a public knowledge back then. It was still. It a doesn't have to be a public. So, so you think right now things that we are developing that are not open public knowledge, we don't have them protected by lots of weapons. I'm not saying they shouldn't have been. Yeah, but I'm not saying they shouldn't have been protected. But there was no imminent threat. You know, there yeah. wasn't a big planet out there that had just been formed out of nothing that the whole universe saw and went, "What the fuck is this?" Well, and first so you off, send out it... one ship. He sent one ship piloted by a guy who was the Forrest Gump of Starfleet. He goes out there and, you know, he doesn't send any armed, you know, personnel down with his people to the planet. A Klingon warbird shows up, and what's his first response? Stand by for evasive. You don't fucking stand by for evasive. That's like saying, get ready to panic. You don't <laughs> just get the fuck out of there. You don't just stand by to leave when a fucking, you know, and then they get blown up with one stupid shot because apparently they don't know how to put their shields up. I mean, fuck, I mean, it was the dumbest goddamn thing ever. The Grissom was piloted by the biggest moron, and that's who they send out to the most hotly contested section of the galaxy. Fuck oh, I won't disagree that. that that's stupid. I just think, you know, Star <laughs> Trek Two ends as soon as the Reliant pulls up and there's uh, a bunch of other ships there to prevent it from doing what it did. No, there's a lot. Contrivance is uh, is at the heart of Star Trek movies, I think. Except yeah, but you, you remember in, in two, you got to take into account that the reason that uh, it was weaponized was because, at least in that particular instance, was because Khan got his hands on it. Khan got his hands on it because he tapped into the transmissions that the Enterprise got because they were trying to figure out what the hell this Genesis project was. So basically, nobody knew what this Genesis project was until that 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 web that that message from Starfleet was received 
Bones looks at it and says, oh, my God, this is the most dangerous thing ever. At the same time that Khan looks at it and says, well, oh, my God. Right. This but is the most if you think about my when they showed that tape to the Starfleet admirals and the council or whatever, don't you think they said that exact same thing? Yeah, but they but <laughs> so they okay. but at that point they said they knew it. Once we know that we've got one, we should probably send some people out to protect it. Well, I think the reaction is wow, we should make sure this is protected even before it is used or is known about. I'm pretty sure they had armed guards around the Manhattan Project. Yeah, but building the Manhattan that, Project, you they, knew, they had a better probability of working because apparently they had people using this un, previously unheard of bullshit known as proto-matter to make this piece of crap work. And it did greatly. I love proto-matter. Oh, but, would you but I'm going to... I would marry Proto Matter. My favorite moment, because I haven't gotten to my favorite moment, you guys got all your favorite moments, is what does God need with a starship? That's pretty good. I moment. love that moment. Yeah. I love that moment. It is a good moment. You want to know what my favorite moment would have been? If they, they, they done, if they tweaked it a little differently? If in Star Trek VI, when you had the good Kirk fighting the evil Kirk? If instead of the new score, if they had played the 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 Ponfire battle music in the background, if they had played the Star Trek fight, well, good Kirk fighting evil Kirk, that would have been it. I would have I would have I would have come all over the people the first three rolls of the movie theater. I'm assuming you're in row four at this point. Not that you've got that kind of distance. Yeah, well. You know, did we really need a whole... I'm so glad that someone's finally discussed the... the... Thank you, Brian, for bringing in the gallons of cum into the uh, conversation here. That's really what we're waiting for. It was, uh, he wasn't saying volume. I mean, that, that's not... Speaking of gallons of cum... It would have been a fine, the... right, white mist. Speaking of gallons of cum, I still want to see the Kim Cattrall in her savage gear... Well, in her savage hair and ears naked on the bridge. Somebody took a picture of that, and she got they got fired. Ah, to this day, I want to see that picture. Because Kim's trial used to be hot. Good point. Well, I just, just Photoshop up a Sex in the City up. poster. God, no. Take her from Mannequin if you're going to do that. Seriously, Sex in the City? She's like 100 years old for that whole fucking thing. Leathery but hot. Oh. Well, can we not discuss Sex in the City, please? <laughs> so was well, Sex in the City one to. better than two? Uh, according to all my gay friends, yes. What? You don't have. Any Michael friends. said that. <laughs> uh, but no, Sa- uh, what's the name? It's not Savic. Uh, Valeris. 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 Because it was supposed to be Savic, and they didn't believe. That, oh. Uh, what was it? Roddenberry didn't want it to be Savick betraying them, and I, I honestly think if, if Savick betrayed no, that had that Savick. wasn't it. That wasn't the reason why. No, Roddenberry didn't believe it, but the reason they didn't bring Savick back is they wanted Kirstie Alley back, and they couldn't. Get oh, okay. Him. Okay. They but didn't still, want to go back to Rob. And I'm glad that they uh, that yeah. they made it someone new. But if it was Savick, that that cha- that makes that movie number one in my book. Savick betraying them because she's half Romulan. Yep. She's half Vulcan, half Romulan. And I do so have to say that the Star Trek VI that is at the top of my list is the original theatrical cut 
not the uh, the um, Scooby Doo ending cut, and that that Klingon bitch didn't even cry. You know, all of that stuff that was What's not the in the ending cut. When they rip off the mask, and it's uh, it's act. Isn't it Odo? It is Odo, yes. Yeah, it's Renee Arvin. It's and Renee Arvin. Yeah, so it wasn't even a Klingon they shot. It was a, it was the Federation admiral in a mask. Oh, okay. Yeah, because remember he touches, yeah, that, he sees the fun. red blood and says, "This isn't Klingon blood." Right. Because this well, just looks like all the Klingon really blood in the TV show. Oh wait, in Star Trek Six is the only one that Scotty fires a phaser, right? Right. Uh, yeah. And Star Trek. So. Star Trek Five is the only one that has "Beam Me Up, Scotty" in it. It's the first and last time they ever that Kirk ever says it. But, well, good for them. I'm just saying. I know these things. Now, I but, I think though, for me, that six is is I think the best. Not that I would say I disagree with anything you say about two, but for me, the the I thought it was such a great send off. Such a great goodbye to these characters. It moves incredibly fast, and what it does that two doesn't is it has the uh, the kind of political allegory angle. Um, yeah. Which to me, and that goes back to that: what do you respond to in Star Trek? And okay. that I respond to more than you know the also very valid um, sort of uh, literature or uh, or some sort of kind of classic story allegory or, or correlation that you saw in two. Um, I didn't like those episodes as much as the episodes that focused more on kind of real connectable modern problems as opposed to just sort of the classic storylines. So for me, because that's what I respond to in the, the TV episodes, that I think is what makes me respond to that in six more. Um, and, it's a shame that they they shit on it in seven. They shit on that goodbye by bringing back Kirk. Uh, what is it? Chekhov and Scotty for the beginning of Generations. Because that that goodbye was perfect. Well, it, yeah, but it. I mean, that was, was Generations was the post goodbye. That was yeah. that was the not the that was not a goodbye. That was a hello to the new Star Trek. Pretty much. Plus, you know. It was, it was, you know, if you want, if we want to talk about another one of my favorite Star Trek moments from the non-original series films, it's the moment when uh, Picard's like, you're right, I, I can only talk you to death, but my friend here can beat your ass. That's one of my favorite Star Trek moments. Kirk pops out, starts whooping the shit out of Soren. That starts, yeah, there you go. Did you just get up or something? What? I think <laughs> it sounded like you got up and left. Like I'm leaving. Oh, that's it. I'm out. I'm sitting in the See, Chris. That was the best. That was the best Star Trek moment. I'm out. Fuck you guys. Yeah. It's an all right. Although moment. I actually, I actually, uh, I actually like four a lot more than I think you guys do. I mean, I. It's far from perfect, and it's not very. Star oh, don't let, don't let me in with them. I, I don't let me in with those assholes. I like four a lot. Oh, you like it a I lot. I like four, but it's too much of a rehash of, of one. V'ger comes back, and they have to do something to save themselves from... Yeah, but they actually the do something in this one. They from go back in time. Yeah, well, what's your problem? So they, they remade the first movie, and they did it right. What's your problem? 
because they remade the first movie. <laughs> yeah, it was too much tainted by the first movie. And it's a giant space aster. Now, you know what? And all it would have taken for me was for them to say, hey, the construction of this one seems to be in some way similar to the one that we saw in the first movie. Then that's that ties it into the first movie in a very geeky manner. I'm all set. But no, it's just another space probe. Jeez. There'll be whales here. I hate that Arr. movie. I hate that movie. Gracie's pregnant. And and honestly, how does uh, Seventh Heaven Mom not go shit crazy when she gets beamed onto the ship? How does she just accept that shit? I wouldn't accept that shit. And I love science fiction. I would accept that I would shit. I'd freak out. Fuck that. I would freak out. I would freak out. And then you're going to take me to the future? Well, I have no family here. No, I do have friends and family that would miss me. What the fuck? How do you just steal her into the future? She has whales. We need a whale biologist. No, you don't. You don't need a fucking whale biologist. You have tricorders, goddammit. You have tricorders that you can go, "Mm, Um, that's healthy. Kirk Kirk just wanted to bang her? Yeah, what is that, too? And, and... And you know what? He's gonna dip her, paint her green, and make her wear a whale costume. And I hate the and I hate the fact that baby whale dies by itself because it does it, it has nothing to mate with, and male and those blue whales only have one baby. They only have one, so it gets to the future. It watches its parents die, and then it dies alone. That's what that whale's life was because they took it to the future. That's they could bullshit. It. Well, no one could have sex with its mom. No, that, that that mom only has one. That's what they do. That's why they that's why they are still an endangered species because they have one child. And that's oh yeah, it. but the whales only had to survive long enough to save humanity. Then fuck them. Circle oh, okay. life. Yeah. Well, that that's actually really rather Kirk, isn't it? <laughs> save humanity and fuck them. That's the way he thinks about hey, all. Hey, they died off once. No big deal. If the freaky aliens come back, we'll go back in time and get two more. Because apparently it's very easy. Just slingshot around the sun. sun. Yeah, yeah, Spock figured out the formula. Plus, in the 29th century, apparently they have the time variance police or whatever the hell they're called. Right. Whatever. And actually, they were around the the, uh, temporal, uh, whatever, temporal agency was around for Deep Space Nine when they went back in time and messed with uh, Trouble with Tribbles. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. there you go. So. Well, but Kirk we're, had, we're, what, like 29 separate violations? This was one of them. Something ridiculous like that, yes. And how many in the movies? Only one? Did he only travel? Well, no, technically he travels in, in time twice in the movies. Only once with his whole crew. Or are you counting uh, forward or Gen- back? Uh, generations? No, I'm talking generations, yes. Yeah. He travels like 80 years into the future to die. Yeah. So. And yet he does. But he did die. Because he's still in the Nexus. No, he's not. Well, All things are still in the Nexus. Not if you read books. Oh, wait, no. He didn't come out of the Nexus in the books. He, What was it? He was buried in the rock pile, and the Borg saw him as a, a strategic, strategic uh, whatever, gain, and they beamed him up and assimilated him. But then they oh, assimilated him. Yeah, they, they because they always assimilate dead things. But uh, I, I think we're done, aren't we? Yeah, pretty so. much. Yeah, Michael. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we're done. Up, uh, 
thank you for uh, listening to this. So uh, we have concluded episode. that I'm right and you guys are wrong. I think that's the consensus. There is no conclusion. There is no consensus. It's a geek fight. That's part of the problem. There's no, yeah, everybody's we, right and everybody's wrong. It's about opinions, goddammit. I'm right. All you fuckers are wrong. Okay. Except for Michael, well, who's my new best friend ever. Because he likes the same <laughs> movies I do. You guys agree. How could he be uh, wrong? Hi, Michael. What? You're my best friend ever. Okay. <laughs> so on that note... <laughs> Michael just left. Uh, All right. So, Until next you, time. Everybody. Yep. Same, this has uh, been Geek, geek Fights. Time. Wait, yeah, same, same geek, geek time. Same geek, geek time. Same geek channel. Yeah. And we're out. Ooh.